0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Bullyproof. Here at Bullyproof, we do not shy away from the things that get in the way of individuals and organisations thriving. So in today's episode, we are going to talk about toxic masculinity and I'm delighted to welcome Dominique Vogel as my guest. Dom recently put out a post on LinkedIn, and I quote, Men, let's drain the swamp that is the toxic culture of masculinity. This is 2021 for heaven's sake. Perhaps unsurprisingly, Dom received a massive backlash. And so I asked him to come along today to share his experience and his views on toxic masculinity specifically as it relates to technology and cybersecurity industries that are still both heavily male-dominated today. Dom has 15 years' experience in cybersecurity. Currently in his role as Chief Strategist at CyberSC, Dom focuses much of his energy on helping startups and small to mid-sized businesses solve their cybersecurity challenges. He believes in the awesome power of uplifting others and being an active, positive troll.
1: We live in a constantly connected world, yet people have never felt more disconnected. You're listening to Bullyproof, a podcast to shine a spotlight on workplace bullying, today's silent epidemic. Research indicates that 75% of workers will either be a target witness bullying, or both. Each episode will explore how targets can bully-proof themselves and how leaders and HR can bully-proof their organizations. It's time to find your roar. Now, here's your host, Marilise de Villiers.
0: So I'm delighted to be joined by Dom Vogel today. Hi, Dom.
2: <laughs> Hello. How are you today?
0: Very good, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, you know, I must I must start by asking you, what on earth is an active, positive troll?
2: <laughs> well, it, it's for for me. It's a uh, uh, I love. Term positive troll. I'm trying to remember actually how I came up with it. It actually may have been someone in the UK who who, who sent it to me, but I do believe in the power of positive energy. And especially on social media, you see so many negative comments or anytime someone puts themselves out there, you know, inevitably someone feels the need to shoot that person down. It's, you know, for a lot of people, it's a lot of emotional stress to put something out there. So I think that I love lifting uplifting people, being a positive troll. There's too many negative trolls and not enough positive trolls. So let's keep building that army of positive trolls.
0: I love it. And um, we'll we'll go deeper into this because obviously the, the top topic of today is all about you know, we're unfortunately seeing I'm um, still seeing cultures of, of toxic masculinity. And, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about your personal experience. But I just want to say, as someone who actively follow you on LinkedIn and someone who um, are myself quite active on LinkedIn, I also appreciate very much all your positive encouragement. So a big, big thank you for that. You're um, very welcome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really does lift me. You know, all the all the encouragement. I think it's it's. You're right. We need so much more of that in the world today. Um, yeah. So, as someone who has over thirty-one thousand followers on LinkedIn, um, do do you actually get trolled a lot? Uh,
2: well, it's funny. I I I only get trolled when um i put something out there which is um i guess uh, counterintuitive to what several older white males don't like (laughs) uh as i mentioned in the post the other day uh, i rarely get dms it's it's, as long as i could i could go weeks without getting a dm and um the other day when i spoke about the need to to end toxic masculinity and that uh, in particular white males needed to stand up uh, my dm Inbox literally blew up with a, a, angry, uh, and mostly w- w- older white males. I, I had never experienced anything like that before. It was it was quite surreal.
0: Wow. So I, I'm going to come back to that in a moment, but I also just want to, because I, I always think that you are such a an amazing role model um, for for everybody out there, just because you you show us the normal side of dom you know you show us the real dom and i and i love that i love how open you are so i really just wanted to first of all ask you you know who who is dom (laughs) what (laughs) what gets dom out of bed in the mornings
2: (laughs) uh well that's uh that's a very good question and uh uh right now the thing that gets me out of bed is my toddler james who he just wakes up whenever he wants to wake up and he only wants me to wake up with him so he is the current reason why i get up at any time of the morning but as much as i i love that but what really motivates me in the morning um is in the ability to to reach out and to just to connect and uplift people on a daily basis the um the messages uh, that I get from people who say, "Hey, you know what? every every time you say my post is awesome, or that you remind me of my epic awesomeness," um, that makes my day. You know, and when people say that, that to me gives me tremendous energy to do uh, what I do uh, for a living, which is cybersecurity, cyber risk of management uh, for small businesses. So um, I just I love the energies that that comes from that. You know, it's absolutely fantastic. I'm really blessed to be in that position.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, both of us being in cybersecurity and and, and actually um, realizing how much cybersecurity is actually about people and about community and and really utilizing the strength of people to protect organizations, protect ourselves from the, the bad guys. I think so much more we have to really invest in people and relationships and community.
2: Oh, I, I, absolutely! And, and to, you mentioned the word community there. I think community building and surrounding yourself with that that positive tribe, right—the the people that can uplift you, that can regularly remind you, uh, even when you're feeling low or if you're lacking motivation, uh, of how great that uh, how great you are. You know, I think it's so important for people to be able to tap into their community and to uh, actively establish their own supportive community in the absence of, of community often you, you feel isolated especially during covid you know so you have to rely on your digital community and uh, as such
1: yeah
0: no absolutely and i think you know i have certainly taken a lot of inspiration you know from the example that you've been setting so again thank you right so we we here at bullyproof we talk about the stuff that gets in the way we don't shy away from talking about those things and uh um, I think you you alluded to the fact that you you've um, obviously spoken out about your views on um, toxic masculinity. So first of all, I want you to tell me what what is toxic masculinity?
2: Well, to to me, toxic masculinity is the uh, continuation of the uh, I guess the, the belief of, of of what it means to be um, a man, you know, and many men still. Um, I guess subscribe to the old school uh, way of thinking that you know a uh, woman's place is in the kitchen and you know the, a man uh, you know doesn't have to be a, an active parent in in, in raising uh, uh, their kids uh, and that women should be marginalized and that uh, men are superior and and women are there to, to serve men that type of, of of thinking you know that that is being. Obviously pervasive through much of uh, humankind's history, uh, and it's I still find it incredibly shocking that you know we can send people to the moon and a, air, uh, and a craft to Mars, but here we are, two thousand plus years later, five thousand plus years later, depending on your view on evolution, uh, and we still can't we still can't reach gender equality. That to me boggles my mind.
0: That is, I mean, it does. It does boggle the mind. And I think for me, as, as a woman who are um, a minority in a male-dominating environment, you know, if you work in technology and cybersecurity, you are very used to being the only woman in the boardroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's something that you just get on with. You don't really think about it too much, but then you find yourself one day in a situation where you're just completely exhausted And you realize, oh, my goodness, I have been bending backwards to please everybody else. And I am, you know, going beyond, over and beyond, just trying to prove myself. And you realize that it's actually a very tough environment to survive in as as a woman still. So certainly from my own personal experience. Um, And and so it's it's really interesting that you are kind of coming forward to talk about it and call it out. And... I'm also intrigued with the, the negative responses that you're getting. It'd be really interesting to understand what were the sorts of comments that you were getting? Well,
2: it, it, it was, it was, like I said, just, just um, kind of mind boggling. i <laughs> I kind of gone from maybe getting you know, a handful of DMs a week to, uh, I think I got well north of 75, almost a hundred DMs. Um, just like I said, from, again, it was mainly older white males, some of, some of which said oh just stick to security you know stick to what you know don't don't be commenting on social issues and that type of stuff um another person said that you know i was a racist for saying the way uh, you know for uh, labeling the person as white uh which i felt was very relevant uh because it ties back to white uh white privilege um actually i got bunch of DMs that said I was racist. So that was interesting. Um, and other ones just ranging from various levels of vitriol, others saying, you know, I don't agree, but you know, I still like your content, which is nice. You know, it's okay to agree, I disagree politely. But others that were like I said, just quite full of vitriol and um and you know again the fact that what was really eye-opening for me though was that I just had to endure that once. I know so many females that have to endure that type of garbage day in and day out uh that to me was a real eye-opening thing was it tough for me on that one day yeah it was but i thankfully i've been blessed with a fairly thick skin and i got a good laugh out of people calling me racist uh but i can see how that can wear people down you know and i when i talk to uh female uh, friends who have to deal with that um like i said day in and day out now, if you think about that day after day week after week month after month year after year that will grind you down that will wear you down and that to me was the eye-opening piece that the fact that females still have to deal with that on a daily basis that that is true that's just like i said mind-boggling
0: yeah and and it and it is um you know it's uh, as you say it is so pervasive It it's yeah. it, So inherent in our cultures that a lot of the times, you know, we're actually unaware of um, the biases that we carry as as a result of years and years and years of nature and nurture. Um, So I'm I'm, I'm still curious a little bit more to know what sorts of things. uh, I'm trying to really step into the shoes of the people who actually reached out to you and to understand the world from their perspective because I'm like, I always want to understand the world from other people's perspective,
1: because yeah. I think
0: that's the only way we begin to solve the problems yeah. in the
1: world.
2: You're you you you're you're you're, so, you're, so, you're absolutely so so right there, you know, and and that's why I, when in sort of response in a response to those responses on example on, on that post, um, I said you know I just want to know why you know I just just understanding why is it that you think the way that you do you know, why do you feel that gender equality um isn't something that we should be striving for why are you angry that i labeled uh and felt the need to uh, say that this person was a white male why is that angry you know are really trying to strip again the emotions out of it you yeah. know if we have that open dialogue uh to have those conversations i mean this will allow us to 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 move forward on on these types of um, uh, items you know and um the, the fact that no one was willing to engage in meaningful dialogue you know and I told I said very plainly if you if you say something uh, with malice if you're saying something with um, uh, uh, bad intent I will block you I will delete your comment I there's no room for that right um, not not there wasn't a single one that could uh, that didn't resort to name calling or putting me down it always resorted to that you know and that to me is the the um, Sad part, and makes me realize that you know, we'll, we'll, this is will keep being a struggle because we can't have meaningful dialogue or meaningful debate on it, because inevitably it always resorts to someone calling a racist or a Nazi or what what, what have you. It, that's uh, that's always how conversations <laughs> devolve, you know. So uh, that to me is is a is a truly sad part as well, and um, the fact that they they label these things saying, oh well, we don't always believe in all these new social issues, and I said, you know what. How, this, this isn't a social issue. We're, we're talking about basic human decency. Right? Females have a, have a have a right. Uh, every, every much so that every male has. That's not a social issue. we're talking about a, a matter of basic human decency. And again, that, that it's a non-starter for them, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and it's it's about it is about human dignity. It is about dignity and treating everybody as as equal and with respect. So I do a lot of work in this space around. Um, calling out sort of toxic behaviors um, in the workplace and um, a lot of research I've done around narcissism and um, I actually position narcissism as something that is a normal pervasive human tendency so we all we're all narcissistic we all have a desire to feel special you know and I think that is so important to understand that narcissism isn't just this ugly thing you know so if you if you can start understanding that perspective obviously it gets ugly yeah when there's a sense of entitlement present or when people are willing to exploit others at to win at all costs you know so when you when you're willing to exploit that's when you go up right up the scale to the tens where you have the you know the psychopaths and the the bullies the world right Mm -hmm. Um, and and it strikes me that someone who would Come to you with those accusations sounds a bit, bit to me like a an entitled individual.
2: Absolutely, um, you know. <laughs> entitled with a capital E. You know? <laughs> and the the, the 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 other bit too, which you um, know, you know, I was trying. I, I don't, I didn't, I don't. There's some people who again believe in you know, um, doing the right thing and human decency, but they engage with the people who don't believe that in a very destructive way, right? I don't believe in firing back and name calling and that type of stuff. You know, if that's part of, part of someone's approach, that's fine. I, that approach personally, I don't, a, believe in, and B, doesn't work for me, you know? And for me, when I, I, again, you mentioned the word perspective, I was trying to view the world uh, through their perspective. Yes. And to me, I realized that, you know, for them to think the way that they're thinking, they, they're, they're, they have a, the, their soul, the light in their soul has been darkened. Whether that's been through trauma, whether that's been through their upbringing, whether that's been through uh, terrible life experiences, there is a reason they think the way that they do, you know. And that, to me again, was the point that I was hoping to better understand through open conversation. And um, like I said, that just that didn't happen, you know. And on that particular post, you know, I sort of responded to the to the group of naysayers saying saying that I genuinely felt bad for them, that their soul is void of light and that I will pray for them. And I do mean that, you know, I, I, I do hope that one day we can all have that light in our soul and we see the world the way that it should be, um, and the way that it can be, uh, not the way that it is, you know? So it's, uh, um, it is, it's like I said, it is, on, it's on, it's so complicated on so many levels. <laughs> oh,
0: it, it is, it is. But I also think it's, it's not that complicated either, you know, so.
2: Yeah.
0: It's that <laughs> strange, really-
2: strange dichotomy, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Very strange because what, 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 when you're speaking, I'm, I'm listening and I'm thinking that's exactly the, if I think about the bully and yeah. I think about the behavior, one of the key characteristics was that he was never able to uh, acknowledge mm. how his contribution to a problem his yeah. part in a problem. He would never take personal responsibility for his part in a yeah. problem. And what you're saying to me it almost feels like a similar sort of tendency that when you ask these people to to really just explain to you where they're coming from, they they didn't feel the need to justify themselves because um, they just don't think they are part of the problem.
2: Well, it, it, exactly. And I'll, I'll give you a great example. There, there's a um, a client of mine um and they don't uh, I'll, I'll abstract it enough that they won't they won't know it but then they probably won't be listening anyway but uh <laughs> the uh, the the issue was that i was i was sitting in the, in the meeting and this is back when we could all be in person <laughs> uh, and uh um I was I was in the in the room with uh, the I, director of IT and, and his team, and um, as you mentioned earlier, there IT and cybersecurity these are very male dominated roles, you know, um, uh, or in, industries I should say. And when I, I sat in the room there because I was going to do some fact finding, and I was uh, there to to help the CIO. Um, there was only one female, right? Well, I was in a room of mostly older white males um, and one younger female. And I was asking various questions about the state of security and IT and what have you. And every time the uh, female brought up a point, the director of IT felt the need to shoot her down or correct her. Um, He didn't do that with anyone else, right? It was only with her, right? It was very, very clear, very early on on that she was marginalized and that her contribution to the team was not seen as equal compared to everyone else. Um, so uh, I A, you know felt the need to say to them, why are you always just picking on her anytime anyone else on your team says something um, you know they, they uh, you don't say anything but if she says something you feel the need to correct her or to add on to what she's saying um, wh- why is that? And uh, he he denied that, and uh, um, and I said, well, no, it's it's happening. I'm, I'm seeing it, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I said, well, maybe we should discuss this later, you know. And um, so I uh, I discussed this with the CIO, who is a, thankfully a female, uh, and she and she said, yeah, it's one of the things I I've, I've noticed. And I said, I'm glad that you noticed that as well. And so then we ended up having a larger discussion with the director, and uh, and then he ultimately gave an apology. But the, the wording, and this is what sort of triggered in my mind what you were talking about, was again the not taking responsibility. In his mind, he was apologizing for. He kept saying, if I made you feel bad, if uh, this happened, or I'm sorry you reacted this way, right? He was putting it back on her. Mm-hmm. And that's not. That's not an apology. That's not taking responsibility, right? Um, that is still absconding yourself from the fact that um, you, you're basically implying, "I'm sorry, you couldn't emotionally deal with the way I was treating you." Right? That's basically what he was saying, and that and that's just terribly. Yeah. No. That's
0: that's very. Um, yeah. That's classic. That is classic. Classic behavior. <laughs>
2: That's that's that's, text, that's textbook stuff, right?
0: <laughs> I wouldn't label the individual as as something, but I think that's classic. Um, I, I think that's classic bullying behavior. I'll just say it. I'll just say it out loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's really interesting, and I think that is that is a common experience of a lot of women in the boardroom. I think I hear so many stories of female execs who would say, you know, they've made a fantastic recommendation and only like five, 10 minutes later, a male colleague would make the same recommendation and then suddenly it's the best idea ever. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But for some bizarre reason, she was ignored, you know, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's important, therefore, that we bring those male allies like yourself into the room so that when we say things when we speak up, that we have the allies to actually back us, you know, and I think that's so important. And then I always gave I this advice to to the women I coach because I'm like, right. you have to make sure that you say speak up, but that your voice is heard. And yes. if that means you need to bring in an ally, a male ally, then do it.
2: You know? Absolutely. No, and back to that example as well, you know, the the other Eye-opening slash disappointing piece as well was that when I spoke with the rest of the team, uh, you know, the, so uh, the, the male colleagues, many of them said, told me, "Yes, we know this is a, an issue. We have spoken with her. We've told her that we support her." And I said, "Well, do you?" Uh, I, I said, "You know, I none of you said anything during that that meeting." Right? And I said, "Well, you know, after uh, generally after you know he embarrasses her or something, we we console her, we talk to her after." I said, that's not supporting, you know, you need to actively call that out, right? Next time that the director picks on her, stand up and say, you can't treat her like that. uh, Or say, you know, if you're going to treat her like that, treat us like that as well. Uh, I said, there's no such thing as a silent ally. Silent ally is an oxymoron, right? You're either an ally or you're not, right? You're not doing so in the shadows. Right? That's like someone who's who says, well, "I'll be your I'll be your friend at your house, but when we're out in public, you know, we I will not acknowledge your presence." Right? That's not a true friend. <laughs> right? Um, you know, this, this, this is this. That's no different in, in in this case here. Right? Uh, there's no such thing as a silent ally. You have to be yeah. an active ally.
0: A hundred percent. And I think that's that's so fantastic that you're highlighting that. And um, something you also said earlier, which really um, I, I sort of. Uh, giggled a little bit because I was like oh <laughs> you you made the classic mistake that I also used to make when I tried to interact with my bully it was like you started your questions with why <laughs> 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 I'm just like, never start those questions with why you know because obviously is why do you feel the need to treat me yeah. like that and and, and immediately you get those pe- people's backs up you know, I know. So, yeah um, I'm have, still learning. <laughs> and It's it, it's, it's, a, it's a really important learning uh, point. And that's why I wanted to highlight it in this conversation, because yeah. part of the art of influencing other people is, is the way in which you respond and the way in which you can respond objectively with, you know, with, with a calm demeanor and really just curiously. Yes. trying To understand
2: and you're sort sure of right there. I think it's the, um, and you're absolutely right. I, I you know, I, I, just so vividly remember, you can almost feel, you know, feel him being defensive the way I worded that question. And to your, to your point there, you know, using, um, using, using at least some words to, you um, know, I to make soft and things like you're saying, out of curiosity, you know, and, or could you explain why, uh, I guess, different, different, different wordings you know and again you know what i i as I, I even in what i do now i am always trying to learn how to best address those situations when they arise you know and you're absolutely right and, and i think that's true for any good ally is that you make sure that you have the right tools in uh, your tool belt so when those situations arise that you can actively make the situation better that you're not just you know, making it a standoffish scene or or what have you. So you're you're absolutely right. I think that's important for any ally to be continuously learning how they can yeah. be truly effective as an ally.
0: Uh, absolutely, and um and that's why I created my raw uh my raw process, my four state process, because it is really designed to have a difficult conversation. So it's having the yes. difficult conversation with yourself yeah. in a raw. But yeah. it's having a <laughs> difficult conversation then with the difficult person.
2: Yeah.
0: And, and it's it's really recognize, observe, assert, and redirect. And so yes. you recognize the behavior. You observe, yeah. you stay present, you listen, you you really stay present. I think that's so important because the moment you get thrown off, you're, you know, like it's, and and, and I think classic bullying behavior is very startling it's like it comes from left field. It's not always something that you're prepared for. So it's almost like you've always got to be on your guard, right? And then the assert. So when you then respond, the assertion is so important because that is where you really, um, either you ask a question back because you need more context, you need clarification, Uh or you say, this is how it makes me feel. Because nobody can really argue with how something makes you feel. And
1: then
0: the final R is about redirecting the conversation so that you yes. not focusing on the individual. So you take the individuals out of the conversation, you you, you make it about the outcome and you yes. make it about, we're all working towards a mutual outcome and let's yeah. create those mutually beneficial outcomes. Yes. And I think it's so important. So yeah, there's, that's one tool you've mentioned the tool. So I'll I love that you
2: acronym. That's an awesome <laughs> acronym. <laughs>
0: I'll offer that as one one toolkit a uh, tool that you can yeah. put in your in your toolbox yeah. um and i and I and I just want to also just reflect on um the the people that have sort of reached out to you who didn't feel the need to actually respond you know they I think it doesn't matter how you ask the question Dom
1: whether you <sighs> ask,
0: you know it it would have it would have um you know, they've they they've, they've responded the same way. It's just because sometimes you just deal with people who are not willing to move, who are yeah. not willing to be influenced, and as you say, or possibly carry some dark shadows from their past, which makes them deep, which makes them deeply insecure, yes. and that results in in the in the behavior.
2: Absolutely, you know, and and the and that's why I think it's it's interesting to try and figure out. Um, you know, of those that, you know, are you know, current non-believers, what percentage of them are ones that we can actively convert for lack of a better term, you know? And that, that's the, sort of the question I was pondering after that, uh, sort of in the aftermath of that post was of those that didn't agree, are they all, because there's always going to be a percentage that we'll never be able to convince otherwise, you know? Um, um, but of the of those that are those current non-believers, what is that percentage? Where through the right dialogue, asking the right questions, and engaging in the right way, can we lead to, like you said there, lead to that lead to that uh, optimized outcome? Um, and that's the bit that I, I still ponder. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what that percentage is. <laughs> it varies by area of the world.
0: <laughs> I, think so. I think, and that, that's the thing is, I don't think there is one fixed percentage. You know, I think there is a there's always going to be, and I mean it's 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 known that. Between one to two percent of the world's population are born psychopaths. You know, so it's it's not even nurture; it's nature. It's nature. Yeah. And so we we can't really fight that. You know, you can you can influence positively so that they don't end up killing. But you know there are so many variables in in the whole thing that you know it's it's just humanity is complex and uh, behavior is complex. and I think at the end of the day, you'll always have these questions about why people do what they do. you know I, I think it's it's fascinating it's it's my life's work, and I find it absolutely fascinating.
2: I think it's absolutely amazing that 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 uh, you know in, in the in the in the series that you're doing here is just so enlightening so empowering and I, I just want to thank you for doing the amazing work that you, you do I think just, it is truly enlightening and I've I've learned from each and every one of the interviews that you've done so far
0: oh thank you so much Dom I really appreciate that and I think for me it's you know it's really highlighting as I said earlier we don't shy away from talking about the stuff that gets in the way um and and it's not it's not to 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 be doomy and gloomy <laughs> but it is really just to to show that there is this side to the world and um we do want to shine the lights as as you said earlier which is so so important um yeah so um what can we do what can we all do what is the little thing that we can all do to make to move forwards, to make to make this uh, problem go away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, to to me, and I, I I go I go back to that term of um, being an active ally, you know. And again, my perspective as as a male, you know, to me again, I think ultimately this is a problem that needs to be solved by men, you know. Uh, it, it's uh, you know, I know hear some men say, oh well, you know, that's 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 women up. To women to solve well, no, it's not. No, the the, the oppressor in this case continues to be men. So, uh, I believe that the, the the true solution lies in in men realizing uh, that they need to be active allies, right? And again, those the ones that again will do the part to make progress, they need to go from being bystanders and silent allies and being actively involved in changing uh the culture in making that type of process uh, progress and tr- truly striving towards uh, uh gender uh, uh, tr- true gender equality um you know that that to me is um, the biggest improvement gain isn't going to be from converting those who are uh who, who will never be converted to me the true answer is in unlocking those that, are, um, that aren't that are sexist, but are ones that have not done enough things actively to change the current landscape. That's where we need to harness that energy, like turning people from silent allies to active allies. That, I believe, is how we'll truly solve this problem.
0: I absolutely love that. And I do think there is something women can do as well. So I'll offer something as well before we wrap up. I think as women, we've become so... Um, conditioned to be strong and independent women Mm -hmm. that we actually always think that we've got to do everything ourselves and so what I would offer to women out there um, listening and watching today is really to ask for help I think it's so important it's the hardest thing to do is to acknowledge that you know we aren't we aren't super super humans <laughs> we also just sometimes need some help but being able to ask for help i think that's that's that would be my big thing and the big lesson that i've had to learn the hard way believe me is is to really just to ask for help
2: i i i, I love that at least i think that that to me again when you take those two approaches and from those two perspectives that, to me, again, is how we can harness some serious awesomeness and tr- truly stri- strive towards true gender um, equality, you know, and uh, um, I-, I-, I couldn't agree more, you know. And uh, it's the other thing, too, which um, I-, I would say as well is that, again, I-, I know that many women have been scarred just from negative experiences they've had with men, and as a result, you know, they, they cast all men as being in a bad light. I To your point there, uh, I think it's so important that, you, uh, under- that women, do reach out for help, find those active male allies, right? You don't have to go this alone. Um, again, they're not, uh, I mean, it's easy for me to say, but we're not all that bad. <laughs> no, <absolutely. laughs> there, are, there, are, there are good men out there. We just, you have to find them. And when you do find them, you know, ask for their help. Um, and then together, uh, as a you know, as a, as a true community, we solve the problem.
0: Absolutely. And I think, you know, I, I'm always the first person to say that, you know, I have the most amazing three men in my life: my husband and my two boys. And uh, you know, I couldn't have asked for a more supportive um, husband who just absolutely supports and cheerleads me on every single day. And you know, I I just I count myself as one of the the really lucky women. You know, but I think he's lucky too to have found me. And I think that's the that's the healthy balance, right? Yes.
2: That's 100%. The
0: narcissism, I was talking about.
2: <laughs> <laughs> 100%. 100%. And I love being your, your positive troll from here in Vancouver, Canada. <laughs> Wonderful. Woohoo.
0: Listen, am um, <laughs> um, um, You know, as always, we run out of time. Like, it feels like we've only started this conversation, <laughs> we've only scratched the surface. But um, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate you and all the amazing work you do. Thank you for being an active ally. So tell people where can they find you if they want to get in touch?
2: Uh, best place to, to reach me is on LinkedIn. Just look up uh Dominic Vogel, uh, D O M I N I C V O G E L. Uh, I'm the only one on on LinkedIn. Um, that's the best place to uh, uh, to reach me, or just engage if you, you'll see me engaging with uh, Mary uh, uh content. So you'll see one of my awesome comments there. So you can just uh, reach out via uh via there. But I just want to reiterate to you, my friend, truly a truly humble and grateful for your friendship, and very, very thankful for um, you giving me the opportunity to be on your amazing show. I, I truly appreciate it. I'm very by it.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Join us again next time for more essential insights and practical tips on the Proof podcast. We'd love to hear your comments on today's show, as well as suggestions for future topics and guests. Get in touch with Marilise on social media or via her website www.marilise-de-billiers.com. Don't forget to review and rate this show on iTunes. Thanks for listening.